clearly this guy's got issues in his life where the situation is occurring to him. And, you know, I feel empathy for people. But this scenario that played out in front of me was such was so cartoon like. (laughs) That's what that's really what makes it it funny. I I just I couldn't help it. Welcome to Episode three thirty nine. It's a podcast with a guy and a guy. And a Canadian, Canadian. on the worldwide phone with the E N N E at the end. That's what I was going for. Did that come? Did that come out right in pronunciation? Sure, it's good close enough. Yeah. You got it. All right. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mike. I'm Craig. And here we are. Yeah, we've got a special guest today because I had a hard time finding any of the regular guests to be able to do today, and I was I got tired of everyone's, asking people. Everyone's trying to take their last minute summer vacation. So, yeah, so I reached out to a friend of mine who has not been on the show before, but who, who already I, had her summer vacation, <laughs> <laughs> but who uh, I thought would be fun to talk to, who I have become friends with over the past year. So here we are talking to Weird Al Yankovic. Wait, no, <laughs> he's Canadian. No. <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic is of the world, but this is Shireen. Yes. Hi, Shireen. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome aboard. Yes, I'm excited. You came on the show. <laughs> I know. Did you guys talk about this when you last saw bit. each other? Um, a little bit. A little bit. We were very busy. Yeah, at Gen so we were busy, and then like I, 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 I see her online. Um, weekly because she plays in my capers game on Tuesday night that I stream that nobody listens to or watches, um, but that some, <laughs> some people, people but that some people do watch on. So YouTube it's like later. the podcast, but with video. Yeah, but we actually have numbers on YouTube, so I know that like you know we aren't even at dozens of listeners yet. Although that's not true. Some of the older episodes have dozens of listeners. Maybe some people are waiting for the whole series to be up there and then they'll just binge oh, it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. That's, that's what the plan is. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna binge it. It that's seems it. to be the. Uh, uh, consumption method of choice for media these days. Binging, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Shireen, who are you and why are you here? <laughs> uh, well, uh, I met you a while ago, uh, I guess about a year ago, and I was doing some writing for some uh, role-playing stuff, and you were like, hey, I have some role-playing <laughs> stuff that needs some writing, and I was like, fuck yes so uh i did that and i found out about his craig's games and stuff and i just loved them and craig is just an awesome person this is why um, i brought her on just I, because yeah. she's gonna no. say nice things about me because <laughs> mike doesn't <laughs> well, do that true. anymore they're all they're all terribly true i compliment your shirts almost every week <laughs> maybe like once every four weeks <laughs> 
Okay, like once a half a year. Well, I mean, how often do you buy new shirts? Okay, so really, I've complimented your shirts like twice since I've known have, you. Have you worn that shirt before? Yeah, this I've... is my alien evolution shirt. It shows an alien egg. Oh and yeah, then okay, a person, yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's a person looking we're, down we're... into the alien egg, and then there's a person with a face hugger on his face, and, and then, then there's, there's a chest coming in, and, and then there's, there's the, an alien, the full-on xeno xenomorph. It's how the alien life cycle. It's very educational. It is. It's a learning shirt. Exactly. You gotta um, share that. that so yeah, uh, Shireen is. Shireen will be. She's gonna bat the. Uh, what's the? Oh, what's the term? She's gonna what? Bat the. Bat the. I don't know. I don't, bat the I don't know. Gonna, It's a bit. There was a baseball term that I was looking for. Skip it. Moving back. She's gonna. She's gonna get the hat trick. She's gonna be writing for all three of the capers supplements. Yes, which is awesome. Awesome. So yeah, uh, I've got to get a contract to you soon for Off World. You'll start doing some writing on that. But yes. yeah, so that's fun. Um, and then you know I've got a Kickstarter for Capers Covert going right now. You can go to Kickstarter, look for Kickstarter Caper uh, Capers Covert. We'll put a link in the show notes. But I don't want to talk about that right now because I want to talk about what happened and what I saw on my way over here. Today. Oh boy, what you I haven't have, said anything yeah, to me yet about this? I have seen something that I have. I saw something that I have never seen before. Ever was it the illegible sign just before you turn into the? <laughs> you are so far off. <laughs> in order to get turned the right way to come over here i have to go kind of loop around and i have to take a left turn in a left turn lane that has no left turn green signal okay so i have to wait sure for cars to get out of the way uh-huh. and oftentimes wait until the light's about to change yeah and then right. and then hope that and then i the, zoom through there you know the 18 cars that are still yeah. coming that that are thinking they're <laughs> gonna blow the yellow light don't yeah. hit you yeah so i'm yeah. waiting to turn and in front of me, there's two cars in the opposing left turn lane, and there's a cop car behind them with the lights on. And I thought, oh, maybe I just can't see, but there was an accident. That seems like, you know, somebody rear-ended somebody else. In the left turn lane, in and they're all just lane. stopped. Just, yeah, and they're all just stopped there, and there's a cop with the lights on. And then another cop car is coming up behind me with their lights on, and there's a cop car behind them that doesn't have their lights on. And those two cop cars come up, and they pull in facing these two cars. And I'm looking around. And I realize, oh boy, there's like a half a dozen police cars here. Uh oh, I think I know what you saw. Coming in from all sorts of different directions. <laughs> and as I'm processing this, there's one cop that comes out of the vehicle nearest me and walks out into the intersection. He's behind his car and he's directing traffic and stopping all the traffic from my direction, from the people who are going straight through. He's yeah, stopping yeah. them. Uh huh. Oh. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I look over again and I see there's a cop. In that original car, who is now out of his vehicle, standing beside the driver's side, behind the door, pointing his pistol awesome. at the cars in front of him. <laughs> Not and quite then, as dramatic as what I was picturing, and but and wait, looking, maybe there's more. And I'm looking and I'm thinking, <laughs> I've never seen that before. Uh-huh. Except, <laughs> not on a, except on TV. <laughs> and then I'm yeah. looking around a little bit more and I'm like, well, okay, he's not pointing at me. He's clearly pointing at those cars. And then yeah. I was like, oh, there's another cop who's out of his vehicle with his gun pointed at these cars. And oh. um, the light is changing. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm about to get stuck in the red 60 feet yeah. from what might be a shootout. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I turned <laughs> left. <laughs> and I got the hell out of Dodge. You're like, wait. Because <laughs> the, the green had turned yellow. And I was like. I'm not sitting here for the next no. cycle of these lights. I don't know what's about to happen Bye. in that car. 
<laughs> Did you yeah. floor it? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I didn't peel out like I was you, running you from pro- the police. You, you probably could have because they were a little preoccupied. I turned left <laughs> well, and I, yeah, and I left. True. I was like, six, there was a cop with his gun out. Uh-huh. The distance away from me, he's, he's the distance away from me that is the the width of the intersection yeah. from stop line to stop and, line. And he's kind of pointing the gun yeah. toward you. No, no, no. This is the one that's pointing away. Oh, like he, oh, okay. He's, he's, he's got his back to me pointing toward those cars, and there's another cop that's further oh, away. Oh, okay. But, like, yeah, there's cops, yeah, like, 60 cool. feet away. That's, like, what, 50, 60 feet across an intersection? And I'm like, yeah, wow. <laughs> so I left. That's really scary. How, and I'm here. Yeah. And I've been here for oh, a yeah, little yeah. while. Was, was this closer to your house or to my house? <laughs> This was blocks away from my home. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I feel, I feel marginally better about the situation. <laughs> I'm gonna go, I'm gonna have to go. Ch- I'm gonna have to go check the police scanner later and see if anything happened. See what happened. Yeah. Yeah. yeah somebody yeah. got guns. Somebody got multiple cop guns pulled on them. So you think there were at least half yeah, a dozen cop cars terrifying. there? There were half a dozen uh, police cars there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Three, maybe four of them had. And you saw on. only the one gun pulled, or more? I saw two, two before okay. I left. Before you left, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, when I see a cop, when I see one cop with a gun pulled, I hang around. <laughs> but when I see two cops with guns pulled, I know it's time to leave. I, I when I see two cops with their guns pulled, I I take out my phone and start oh, yeah. shooting video and wait for the SWAT team. No, I'm, not when oh. that gun. When not when that one cop's got his gun about fifteen degrees off of me. Yeah, that's what I was. That's yeah. what I was. Uh, no, nah, I'm out of there. Anyway. Yeah. So oh, that, was my, my that was my moment of excitement. And then I thought about it the whole way over. It's like, I want to talk about the Kickstarter today, but I have to lead off with this. <laughs> wow. Everything for the rest of the day is going to be, you know, a downer as far it as is. like it's all downhill. Ad- adrenaline rush <laughs> and excitement. Yeah. I could watch the most exciting action movie and I'll be like, mm-hmm. didn't happen in front of me. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Have, have you? Have any of you? Either of you ever been like that up close and personal with a gun being pulled on somebody? No. Um. I don't think so. Not well. Kind of. Uh, <laughs> okay. I seems like a yes I or no question. Witnessed, but I uh, witnessed sort of. Um, I was working in a group home uh, for girls at the time, uh, and a fight started outside uh on the street uh with a group of people like neighborhood people who were not members of the home just you know neighborhood people sure uh and the girls started going to the window to watch this and i was like get away from the window uh and i get they started picking a fight with a guy a uh, guy got on a bike and tried to get away from them and someone pulled out a gun and shot him whoa yikes uh, and this is the, this thing, is the kind of story it's it was, that, this off with no, 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 but like, i was i was in the process like while this was happening outside wow uh, i was trying to get the girls oh sure away from the windows yeah okay because I could see this was a fight going on. I didn't want them to get involved. I didn't want them to get wound up about it, you know? And I didn't want the people outside to see the girls. And watching. Right? Yeah, yeah poten- potential. Yeah, like, and then as you're doing this, gunshot. And as I'm doing this, the gun. <gasps> and we, we don't have guns. And, and we don't have 
like that sort of that's a very distinctive sound yeah and this is by the way yeah we as we remarked earlier canadian yeah not, not, i mean we not don't bringing have... over with uh personal firearms but so that's extra that's weird very rare um most you know even even in 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 crime circles not that i know a lot about this i don't uh but i guess just because it's so hard and expensive to to get a handgun you know that sort of thing here the most of the you know criminals i guess i don't know the right terms so i'll just say that um who who actually would be carrying guns are usually sort of the higher ups and the more serious the people the people with the money and the connections to actually get a hold of one the rest of the exactly the rest of the the rest of those people are are running around with knives and yeah you know with the sort of average things that you can get like i've been mugged before i got hit with a it's like a ball bearing or something yeah yeah you know that hurt like hell uh you know prison weapons yeah heavy thing in a sock or a pillowcase Um, jeez But, uh, so, you know, the gunshot, that was, that was just terrifying. I was absolutely terrifying. Uh, I did find out later, um, the man, uh, was shot and was hit in the leg, uh, but did manage to continue on his bike to a place where he could get some help and went to the hospital and was okay. Wow. Yeah. Like I read in the paper later that. He'd been hit in the leg, and that he was okay. All right, you you win. That was that was <laughs> that was the closest. You got first place. Really, really I got second scary. place. Mike yeah. is a um, distant third. But uh, honestly, but while that was terrifying, the best thing I've seen. Oh, good lord! Uh, that was just the warm up. In terms of in terms of <laughs> police. That was the I appetizer. Heard, I, Here's I the main course. I lived on the I lived on the um uh on the first floor. So I had like a raised basement on the first floor. And I hear some noises outside and I hear a police siren. So I look out the window. And I look out just in time to see this guy come running across the street. And he comes running out into my field of vision, and he's wearing these huge pants. <laughs> and he has no belt. Okay. And so he's running, holding his pants up while he's running away uh-huh. from the cop. Yeah, so not getting the momentum uh, boost from swinging the arms. <laughs> so also maybe a little encumbered in the leg area. Yeah. Extra material <laughs> so and whatnot. He... So, a lot of drag. So of course, I'm, I'm just seeing this through my window. Yeah, right? So I have no idea what happened beforehand. <laughs> Okay, I have no idea what the lead up to this is. All I see <laughs> is this young man in these giant pants come running out into the street. He runs across the street and onto the boulevard, whereby his pants fall down again. He pulls them up, he starts to run again. He sees another cop coming from the other direction. <laughs> he turns around, sees that the cop that was chasing him is catching up of and course. just sits down and you know, <laughs> sits, sits down, down. <laughs> sat down and gave up. You know what the great part about stories like that one is? 
when you witness something really weird, like in media res like that, like, yeah. like yeah. you don't get the setup. The setup probably isn't that interesting. No, it's not. It, it it's would, probably, it's yeah, better, it's probably that, better it's, that you just, just to yeah. experience that one weird thing with no setup. Cause yeah. then you can just make up in your head. Oh, sure. Yeah. All the possibilities <laughs> exist. Wow. It's like Schrodinger's large pants criminal. <laughs> could have been so many possibilities all simultaneously i was like clearly you did not think this crime thing (laughs) yeah there wasn't a lot of planning going on (laughs) or things went really sideways (laughs) that's that's probably fair to say if you find yourself running away from the cops with your (laughs) no belt and your pants falling down Mm -hmm. um just just you probably you probably didn't have a solid plan no (laughs) Unless your job was just to put pants on and steal them, then that's yes. probably about as good as that's going to get. But you should this have maybe true. brought a belt. So, so true. how big were the pants? <laughs> like, was this was this a very slender young gentleman, like a thirty inch yeah. waist with like a fifty inch waist pair of pants? I was or something? Say, was this like a like a, or a were they like after, novel, novelty pants? Was he or? like a before after weight loss picture? <laughs> He wasn't quite that big. He could fit two of himself in the pants. Did he steal like like... an old pair of parachute pants that he found in a thrift store? (laughs) Big big MC and big hammer pants. Hammer pants, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, we could take that in so many directions. Yeah. No, I think (laughs) that's a whole podcast unto itself. What kind of pants were they? (laughs) Let's all let's just riff. Jeez. (laughs) The sisterhood of the criminal pants. (laughs) All righty. Yeah. How much fun. So, so, that, so yes, dress, dress for your, uh, dress for success dress, is, is the lesson there. Just for the crime you're about to commit, not for the crime <laughs> that you're committing. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like that was maybe a, a crime of passion. Because... Dress for the escape, not the crime. Yeah, yeah there you go. Dress for the escape. <laughs> That's good advice to the criminals. Let's talk news, everybody. <laughs> news mike <laughs> um so you were trying to think of a baseball term for hat trick i think it's just hat trick i'm looking at this and in, in uh don't worry they have it. hat tricks in all kinds of sport no this is we're, we're learning now with mike mm-hmm. the term first appeared in 1858 in cricket to describe h.h oh. H. stevenson's taking three wickets with three consecutive deliveries which I Three assume wickets. means he cricket struck Scored. out. Yes. I think that is a score. Oh, it's a score. Okay. Okay. Cause in I think, ba- jumping, like, I don't know if it's a score or if it's like a, it's like a, you know, like in football where you, they, they, you, you get a uh, first down. Yeah. Like oh, okay. you made it this far along. Well now, now see, this is we're, we're doing a cricket burger. At that point, I only if we want to get that that deep into it, we're going to need to postpone this for a future episode <laughs> and, and dedicate the entire hour to learning about cricket. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, I didn't realize there were first downs in in in. Uh, I don't. I I only vaguely understand cricket. British. Uh, I can't remember if it's one or the other, but it's it's something like that. Well, um, I'll look that up uh, for next week. That'll be my job. My uh, my my task for for learning. Yeah learning next week um but anyway skipping ahead to baseball because uh, craig was mm-hmm. trying to think of what's what's the 
the hat trick in baseball. What's the three things? Well, it's a it's a it's a hat trick. There's this article goes on forever. It's got every sport. No, no, it, you think it, you think it's just hockey, but it's not. Um, I wasn't so, looking for it wasn't specifically a three thing, but we're we're wasting our time. The term well, no, this is my news now. The no, term was occasionally geez. used to describe uh, when a player struck out three times. That's why I thought that was what it was in cricket. Um, oh. uh, but uh, it's uh, more common. Oh, wait, uh, it's uh, in recent years, hat trick has been more often used to describe when a player hits three home runs in a game. Um, what what do oh. they call it when a player strikes out four times in a game? It's not it's not anything. Oh no, it is related to hat. You know what? I it's just... called it's called a golden sombrero. <laughs> Good what? That's a little racist, I suppose. What? <laughs> what? Why? I don't know. It's, you, it's got to be right. Well, no, it's a fancier just hat because it's a big hat. It's okay. a fancier hat. <laughs> and the term I was looking for was hitting for the. The term I was looking for was hitting for the cycle, uh, which is okay. somebody who hits a single, a double, a triple, and a home run. Ooh, in one. Okay. I was yeah. thinking about this. I couldn't think of what the term is. Hitting for the cycle because she's hitting for the cycle on the supplements. Yes. So it, yes. Finally, it finally occurred to me. I don't think I've ever heard that before. You just you just nerdburgered me on, on, base, on, on baseball on, of on all baseball things. baseball that you don't care about. Or you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not really. But I know the terms. Or some anyway. Anyhow. Yeah. What else is news, Craig? When a helicopter rushed an unconscious Czech woman who had suffered a severe stroke to a hospital back in April. Oh, like Czechoslovakian Czech. Mm-hmm. Okay. Her chances of survival were slim, and those of the fetus she carried um, in her womb for the past 15 weeks were little better. And yet, on August 15th of this year, against all odds, a healthy baby girl was born by cesarean section weighing 4.7 pounds, measuring 16.5 inches, so it looks like still premature, or at least small, Uh-huh. Um, to her brain-dead mother, oh. setting a new record... For length of for the brain dead gestation of a baby, yeah, 117 days they kept Whew. the child alive in the womb until it was ready to be born. Hmm. Science nearly four geez, months, yeah, like yeah after after almost three months of of uh, yeah. She the, the mother had been declared brain dead very shortly after reaching the hospital, um, but then the doctors, it was already pregnant, the, and she was 15 weeks pregnant at the time. Oh, she okay. she uh, the doctors dove into immediately trying to save the baby. It's like six and a half months, and what was the weight? Four point seven pounds. Wow, okay. that's, a that's little, not terrible. That's not bad. That's like a that's little, not like it's a little still small. Yeah, on the light side. No, it's yeah. not like you know tiny, tiny, premature baby small. But it's right, right. It's a little on the light side. I have the feeling they probably just delivered. I mean, what is it? A hundred? It was fifteen weeks plus one hundred seventeen days. How many weeks is that? I mean, that's too many numbers for this early. Four anymore. months plus. A little over three months, so seven and a half. And like they they got her to seven and a half or eight months pregnant, rather than nine. So they they got That's it. Good. They got it to the yeah. point where they're like, okay, we should probably do this now. Every day is pro- every day is probably yeah yeah yeah. Okay. That was like they, they, they crossed a, a threshold from from dangerous premature to medium danger premature. Medium. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Wow. Go science. What was a what helicopter That's accident? Amazing, yeah. Uh, well, no, she was helicoptered in. Oh, she was helicoptered she suffered, in. She suffered a stroke. Oh, oh, okay. Now, see, everything yeah. needs to be a spectacular action movie sequence now. You know, mm-hmm. like the da- the danger, like jumping off the helicopter, swinging from the, the landing gear of the helicopter. Yeah. You know, where you meant, you said she was helicoptered to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And and in my mind, I made it. In, you turned in, it into I an turned action it into, story. Into what we've yeah. been talking about. Yeah. 
where she was a helicopter pilot who was right. <laughs> helping bring down drug dealers and got shot down. How how oversized were her pants? Yeah. Well, she was she was only 15 weeks pregnant, so probably not much. Yeah. <laughs> she probably was barely showing if at all. Probably didn't have those uh, those special stretchy ones yet. Yeah, she wasn't Yeah, it. exactly. Just, just maybe, maybe that's what that guy was wearing. Maybe just, he did. You know, he was, he was he was wearing maternity pants Maybe. in preparation. You know, he wasn't quite showing yet, but just in case. <laughs> well, maybe, yeah, he could have been, you know. You're breaking like them in. Some, you know. some men, husbands or boyfriends or, or men who are in the lives of the women who will, will, will do, you know, they'll, they'll go off of alcohol and sushi and coffee and, you know, do things to empathize yeah, and yeah, of, yeah. You know, go along on the journey. All, all the crap yeah. that the mom has to, has to do in order to bring a healthy baby into the world. <laughs> Maybe he took it all the way to... Maternity pants for no reason. Well, I like them stretchy. Allows me to sit back on the sofa and put my hand down there like Al Bundy. Maybe he did that years <laughs> earlier, and and that's when he developed a, a taste for maternity pants, re- realizing just, how comfortable they just, were. Yeah. yeah, they're his preferred they hanging out pants. Maybe the cops chased yeah. him out of his house. He was just hanging out on the sofa. Was he wearing <laughs> shoes? Hanging out. Do you remember seeing shoes, Shireen? <laughs> Don't. I, don't. I mean, I don't specifically remember. Spend the entire episode talking about this guy with the big pants. It's like the best story. I mean, why wouldn't we keep going back to that? Well, um, any, anybody else? I'm standing there in front of this window, going, and I'm bent over, laughing my ass off, alone in my apartment. At the same time. I feel awful because I'm laughing at this poor man who's being arrested for I don't even I don't you know for things I do not understand. Well, um, he, but clearly this guy's got issues in he's, his life. Well, he's being he's being he's chased down in the street, and he probably looked exactly. scared. You you know, know, and that's, who knows that's what's really going on? Again, we don't know what, what yeah, precipitated still, that. Event. You know that's embarrassing, and it's <laughs> you know clearly this guy's got issues in his life where the situation is occurring to him and you know i feel empathy for people but this scenario that played out in front of me was such was so cartoon like (laughs) that's what that's really what makes it it funny i i just i couldn't help it You take like a very, it's not mundane, but it's, it's like for the cops, it's, you know, practically an everyday event, you know, like chasing some guy down the street that committed a crime. Maybe we don't know, but you add that, like that one cartoonish exaggerated element of the giant pants and all (laughs) of a sudden, you know, it's a whole different story. Yeah. 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 You wouldn't be telling the story if the guy had been in normal pants. Not at all. Oh, one time I saw some guy chase down the street and he just gave up and sat down. You know what else is happening with that story? Don't know why. Here's, you know what else is happening with that story? Here's what happens afterwards. The guy gets arrested. He gets hauled off. The cops that arrested Every, him take him in. The guy is now out of the picture. Okay. He's, he's, yeah. in, he's in the cell or whatever. He's been booked. He's, he's no longer with the cop that did the arresting is a rookie and goes into the, to the bullpen at the police station and starts telling yeah. all of his, cop, his new cop friends about the crazy thing that just happened today. And they're all just looking at him like, wow, amateur. Like, you, you haven't seen anything yet, kid. <laughs> yeah. Big pants? That's, 
That's your story. That's your big story. <laughs> Just yeah, give it give it a give it a couple more months. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till you've been here twenty years. Big pants will be quaint. Yeah. But I was thinking like the not even noteworthy. The clerk in the uh you know, in the in the jail part of the of the cop shop there that has yeah. to uh that has to deal with all the personal effects and like getting the pants and being like, Hey, we're gonna need a bigger bag. Well, if they if they if they roll him off, no, here's, the pants get here's, their own bag, well, and then all the rest of his effects. It's like that. It's like a you know, like a two gallon for a five gallon Ziploc, you know, like an extra large Ziploc bag that they put all that stuff in, and they like they yeah. don't even fit in. Well, there. sure, if they put him in a jail where they're going to put him in like a jumpsuit, mm-hmm. they'll take all of his clothing and personal oh, yeah. effects, and they'll put him in a bag, and it'll get stored. And yeah. then when he gets released, he has to go up. <laughs> To inventory to and to get the stuff that he left and they'll like the clerk will come across and do that thing that they do where they'll be like one watch yeah you know fake silver one one wallet twenty seven dollars in cash and thirty three cents yeah. yeah one pen broken one pants big <laughs> oh and then and then the embarrassment of oh yeah that's why I got caught those stupid pants. <laughs> reminder and then he has to sign for it yeah here's the received back my big pants (laughs) one pair of pants extra extra large anybody else got any any fun news we had uh kind of mentioned it before the recording so you're hearing about it for the first time now but um bill and ted three wrapped shooting recently and we got a photo of Bill Sadler in his death makeup. Yes, that's right. Death is back. And he's looking pretty good for as old as he is now. Sure. <laughs> Have you that seen him amazing. lately without death makeup? No. <laughs> he's he's aged. He's aged fine, mm-hmm. you know, but he he definitely looks older. Yeah. I was kind of I actually have been uh binging The Blacklist. And he's okay. He's in that in the first season or the second season. I don't know. And then he comes back in flashbacks. Um, spoilers, maybe. And then I just happened to have the TV on some channel with Blue Bloods. Has anybody ever watched that? The Tom Selleck cop. Sure, the New York speaking cop, of cops, cop yeah. family show yeah, with uh, the Lesser Wahlberg. Um, is that Donnie? <laughs> um, I would argue the better the better actor, but the better continue. actor Wahlberg, yes. right? But the <laughs> <laughs> Not as famous, but better. Right, actor. that's what I meant. <laughs> Donnie, maybe a better person. I think too. Donnie's a is better it, actor. Is it Donnie Wahlberg? Yeah, yeah, Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Donnie um, Wahlberg was in 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 New Kids on the Block. Yes. Uh, yeah. Which was the first concert I went to. Awesome. When I was Eleven years old, <laughs> and I screamed. I screamed at Donnie specifically. He was my favorite. And then many years later, he would show up at the beginning of the Sixth Sense in his dirty underwear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that Appar- was my appara- favorite. Apparently having done some sort of uh uh <laughs> method acting thing to get himself so skinny to look like a just um, for that one scene like a like a, a drugged out yeah. ki- kid that had, you know, was hearing things and seeing things for that one scene yeah. which uh sets up the whole movie. But that's yeah, that's Donnie Wahlberg who comes out of the bathroom all disgusting and skinny <laughs> kicks off that movie yeah i remember being like really when i found out that was donnie Wahlberg, i was like all right props 
that was yeah <laughs> that was a good that no, was he, a, that's he, a good part he did well he uh he's he, been ne- in, he's been he doesn't disappoint no he's he's no. pretty solid yeah but anyway, uh, yeah, William Sadler was in that episode looking old. And I, and it, funny, I thought about it. This is just last night. I thought about it. Mm-hmm. Are they going to be able to, like, make him look younger? With, I mean, it's a lot of makeup. Surely they'll. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's, it's also not that important. Well, they, no. they I mean, they're older, like, too. So why wouldn't death age? They employed. Yeah, and like, eh, who cares? They right? employed. Yeah. They used de-aging effects, special effects, for Finn Wolfhard. What? Between the filming of It Chapter 1 and It Chapter 2, because the movie was two two years apart, and the flashbacks in Chapter 2 are to the same time as Chapter 1, and the kid grew a foot. Wow. And got older, and like, Mm -hmm. pronounced an Adam's apple, and like, got acne, and like, his face yeah, shape changed, changed because he grew up in those two years. He hit puberty and everything happened. You know what that was like. <laughs> so they had to <laughs> digitally manipulate him for the flashbacks in the sequel because he looked so different. They did that for a little kid. Yes, they're going to put some a little razzmatazz into William Sadler. I guarantee <laughs> yeah. you. That stuff well, is... I mean, although, I don't know, like because I think the way they're doing Bill and Ted 3 is a little different. Um, oh, although... oh, yeah, what's that? Weren't they like fundraising it, or no. does it have a backing? It didn't have like a Kickstarter or anything like that. I think that they've got no. funding, but it's not going to be a big budget thing, certainly. Yeah, like that's what I'm thinking. You know, they, because it's a big budget thing, like they might just not even bother, right? They had trouble getting somebody to. Um, I think it was was it a financing issue, or was it just nobody wanted to bother with it? Well, I think I think that like was, they were all ready probably, to go. Like it, it was, was both of those probably. They were, it had both. been too long since the second movie, which was a mediocre follow-up to the first movie from yeah, really decades ago. Yeah. So, like thirty years. Who's who's looking to make mm-hmm. that? You know, who, to do a reboot or a sequel that that much later? You got to have a you, mm-hmm. you got to have the right people behind that to make it happen. It just took them a while to get it all pulled together. And, yeah. And frankly, if Keanu Reeves had not become the star he's become, if he was like only half yeah. that star, this it would be never happening. Have. Because it's not going to be happening on Alex Winter's um, cachet. As no. much as he is a fine person and still acts and he does production stuff behind mm-hmm. the cameras and all that, he's he's not. You know, when's the last time you saw Alex Winter in something? I yeah, he doesn't have no. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's in Bubble Boy, I believe. Bubble Boy, <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Oh my ridiculous god! Ridiculous comedy. I, I and then before that, he was in Bill and Ted and the Lost Boys. I don't think I. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. He was in the Lost Boys. Did oh, he have like Lost a fabulous, so good, fabulous though. curly blonde mullet in the Lost Boys? I believe so. <laughs> so beautiful. So beautiful. He does have a great head of hair. That movie is such, is such poetry of cheesiness. It's so great. I had it's a, like I had a big time crush on Jamie Gertz. Yeah. Oh yeah. In that movie. yeah. I, I I always crushed on all the Corys. Um, <laughs> and uh Were there more than two? Well there was there was who was it? There was Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. Mm-hmm. And those were I mean, the late eighties, early nineties, those were the big two for like, you know, for like I think four, there was another Corey. Four or five movies too. that they did together. And then the other cute boys from that era were Christian Slater, 
Oh yeah, when everybody wanted a young Jack Adele. Nicholson. Yeah. And and then Winona Ryder was my other crush. Oh yeah, I had a crush on her too, the and time. then she turned out to be a little bit of a weirdo, but that's okay. She's brought, uh, she's brought it back around oh, and, lately. Oh, <laughs> I'm back to having well, a crush on her in, in uh, uh, Stranger in Things. Stranger Things, yeah. There was a period where I was kind of like, <laughs> I think she's a little unbalanced. <laughs> I, was, I, went and she, I wasn't sure I, what to make of her, but I do not. Pay now that I'm, you know, in my 40s, younger. and I'm like, hey, Winona Ryder's still lovely. She's not, you know, she's she's older, but she looks nice, and she's she and, still and looks she's, like Winona Ryder. She's great in that part. Yeah, yeah she still oh, looks like she's Winona. So Ryder. good in that part. Yeah. So despite how like over the top she has to get at times like it's like that director with her like okay yeah. we need joyce to what? really lose it because she's lost you know her kid's been gone for a week you need to really go <laughs> and winona Ryder yeah, gives her well, gives her the full nicholas cage <laughs> no i i don't know i've seen some parents go without their kids for a while yeah, and yeah. they they do get kind of wacky so well, i understand that but i don't know that <laughs> You know what? You know what? I I think you're probably right. I think, and I think Winona Ryder is a good enough actress that she didn't need to be coached into doing that. I think she probably recognized that's where the character needed to go. Yeah. But she does get. She's the only person in that series that really like freaks out over what's going. There's other people that get kind of concerned. (laughs) She's the only. She's She's the only one who ever goes, "Hey, everybody, this is just out of control." She's the only adult. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah. Really is kind of the only person who it's like the voice of reason, sanity and reason in, in this like complete what? madness. One more season, they say. Nice. And that's it. Wait, did we just have yeah. three? Mm-hmm. Was that the one that okay. So they're gonna the they're doing is four. They're gonna okay. do one more and that, that's gonna well, I think, up. Yeah, I think I'd heard that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I I don't mind that. I don't think every show needs to go on forever. I think uh Sometimes if you've, you know, got a story to tell, got a story to tell. And yeah, there's got a no, beginning, a middle, and an end, and there's, that's okay. There's there's nothing, uh, no no shame, nothing wrong with going going out on a high. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Exactly. I mean, w- would it be nice if there were more? Sure. But did they tell the story they wanted to? Yes. If, we, if, if, they're, if they're the creators, the writers are like, we're done. Do we really need? Do we want them to keep going? Do we really if need? They feel they're done. Thirty-two seasons <laughs> yeah. of Criminal you know? Minds. Yeah, no, no, we don't yeah. need thirty-two seasons of Criminal Minds. Exactly. <laughs> Although I, I, I'll catch a lot of kickback from my geek friends who are like, "There's we, we we've had how many seasons of Supernatural now, and they're finally ending it, and people are like, no. that show is still on the air. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it is. That's been but one of those shows that it's just like, like it, it had its it had its following. It does well yeah. enough to mm-hmm. to stay on the air. And it's it's like the cult favorite. It's like it's what we wish Firefly had been. Yeah, we yeah, wish Firefly great. had I gotten mean, just enough yeah. and had the right great. time can, slot to just cruise. Can, for a can long we time. all just go to sleep tonight and wake up tomorrow in the alternate universe where those two sh- everything else is the same, but those two shows fates are reversed? <laughs> no, no. I I think it would I'm be okay with it. I honestly. think it would be fine if we instead of having one season of Firefly and eighteen or whatever it is of Supernatural, <laughs> if we got nine of each. Okay. Yeah. I'd be happy. Split and I think, the geek, the I, I think the there geek universe would be happy. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. They're, obviously, it's not. It hasn't gone 18 seasons for no reason. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's hilarious. It's campy. It, it, you know, and I think some of the people, uh, people who have to take issue with it, I think don't um, see that it doesn't take itself as seriously as some people seem to interpret it. 
Yeah, it's um, fifteen seasons. I think they're very aware of the fact that they're they make a lot of self-referential. I, I know, yeah, I've heard I've heard good things about that aspect of that show. I just haven't watched it. Um, mm-hmm. Oh no, it's it's a great like you know it's one of those shows I put on when I'm crafting or something because it's it's the same as any of those procedural cop shows or whatever, right? You've got a formula right to to the general plot and you know what that's going to be the interest is not the interest in the show doesn't come from the predictable procedural plot it comes from the characters and the character development like i think lucifer is a really good example of that because it follows just like so predictably that whole procedural cop concept you know where they have a a mystery to solve and you've got your straight-laced cough, and you've got your wacky character with superpowers, right? And and they have to solve the crime. And you know, you get that that describes so many shows. Yeah, we like, talked about that not too long ago, where I was pointing out, you know, the cop show where there's like the one special cop, like Monk yeah, or the Mentalist, oh, yeah. superpower. That, <laughs> effectively, that's what it is. I mean, Monk had a superpower. The Mentalist had a superpower. Yeah. They had something that set them apart from the cops who just did normal cop stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were we were talking about there needs to be a show called the De- the Detectorist because apparently that's a thing. <laughs> metal detectors, <laughs> people people that specialize in metal detecting, yeah, are detectorists. Well, it needs to be set in a world where there's only one metal detector. <laughs> it's like this strange artifact that belongs to this one no. person, and then they show up and help fight crime by finding things on the, in the, I, cr- at the I crime. I can't scene. believe I didn't think of this then, but there already is a show that features heavily the Detectorist. It's called The Curse of Oak Island. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think it's like that. What was that? That rule of the internet. You know that if you can think of it, someone's made porn of it. I think I think it's the <laughs> same now with television. If you can think of it, someone's probably pitched a show of it. I, I think if you looked at like there was some kind of archive of like pitched television series. <laughs> well, last week we found out about the one with where uh, some random kid can summon Rodney Dangerfield to solve his problems. That, that was a pilot that didn't get picked up. More importantly, that was a pilot that they made and then pitched for two consecutive seasons, seasons and didn't get picked up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I, I couldn't stop laughing there for a second because uh, I thought of, um, well, now there's, now I know that there's, I hadn't never thought of this before, but surely there is metal detector porn. Because if, if oh, there has you can be. think of it, it's on, if there's porn of it on the internet, right? Yeah. Yeah. There would yeah. Someone. What someone, was it? Somewhere. Was it on Community? We like, don't need to look that up. There was to the, know that it exists. The parody cop show. <laughs> Moving where, along. <laughs> oh, there was a parody. There was a parody cop show on some show, like the show. You're watching the show, and then they're talking about a parody cop show. Oh. Okay. Where the 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 cop's special power was that he had lost his sense of smell, so all of his other senses were heightened because his <laughs> sense of smell is so important. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's what made him special. That's <laughs> Which is ridiculous because if you lose your sense of spell, your your eyesight doesn't no. suddenly get better. It's that not gets, an important. No, it's not an important. You lose most of your sense of taste. Sense of, of sense the for you. Know, actually, happens. my my grandmother uh, got very very sick. She had a terrible flu, 
and uh, actually lost her sense of smell, the majority sure. of her sense of smell after that. Uh, and no, it doesn't heighten your sense. <laughs> no, it just throw it just f's your sense of taste. Up. It yeah. just ruins food for you, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, she has to like her her meals are all very very bland. Um, I mean, you know, she'll eat like you know basil and stuff like that, but uh, anything really really strongly flavored or like spicy, so much of the flavor those things rely on your sense of set of smell and you probably don't want to take the chance on eating something that's a little too much that's gonna that, upset yeah. your stomach and you don't you can't yeah. tell when exactly. you're eating it so you got you just stick with bland stuff so that you don't end up you know pooping for hours <laughs> yeah well and like like i gave her a tea with ginger in it too much um, ginger she said but it she couldn't smell the ginger so all she could taste all she could feel was sort of like the that burning tingling on her tongue right yeah but she didn't get the flavor so it's like so oh, it here, was here's it, your burning water it wasn't water. really a yeah, yeah it wasn't pleasant that'd be know? like the same she thing she probably doesn't sure. doesn't want to eat pineapple anymore because exactly it's, it's just got, gonna it's be got the, that enzyme that like it's just going to be the eats, acidic eats away at your the tissue in your tongue yeah and it's like, just going to be the acidic go burn on your tongue and none of the, the no it makes it go numb yeah. Right, but none of the yeah, like, a little bit yeah. tart taste. Like right, the, like the fun taste. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be oh, here's here's some fruit that just that's just going to make makes... your tongue go <laughs> <laughs> And then on Thirty Rock, <laughs> there was, Jenna was in a failed pilot, um, <laughs> called where her character's name was I believe Alexis Goodlooking, and she was <laughs> both she her character was both good looking and also good at looking for clues. So like she oh. she spotted clues better than the other cops right. did because she was good at looking. looking. For them. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. I love it, but it's terrible. <laughs> and like the murder of her her husband or something, boyfriend or husband, the murder of you know had not been solved, and so that was like the the driving force for the character that she was somehow going to solve that before the series was done. But it was only it was a failed pilot, so it never. Did. <laughs> I think it was just a failed pilot. Yeah. Anyway. So, Shireen, you went to Gen Con for your first time Wow! this year. So I thought that was kind of one of the things I thought we could have Shireen come on and talk about. What was that like, going to Gen Con when it's as nuts as it is now, as huge and and busy and sprawling as it is? Because my first Gen Con was when it was much more controlled. (laughs) Bigger and crazier every year. So So what's it like? How was Gen Con for you? 2019. Well, the the size of it, it for sure, uh, was very intimidating. It it is. I, I honestly, I want to say too big. <laughs> um, Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Because that seems to be a common criticism. <laughs> yeah, like there is absolutely no way you can experience the whole thing. It's too big. Yeah, you haven't been able to do that for ten years. Yeah. I mean, and which is fine, but I I think that it a little bit ends up to, with people um, kind of staying in their own lane and not getting to experience new things too much. Yeah, maybe. I think there's probably uh, there's probably a lot of people that show up to do some very specific things. Like when I go to Gen Con, yeah. these are the things I do. That's what Gen Con is yeah. for for me. You've, yeah. you've gone before though so you know right 
Right. Exactly. You go and you say, I'm going, you know, I go to try a couple of new games and I'm going to go to the dealer hall and I'm going to go and do this one night out thing with people. And I'm going to go to this one event like this, like, you know, dance event that they have late at night, like a costume, yeah. costume ball or something like that. You like you have your things that you do. And that's just kind of your do you, Gen Con. Do you go for and, the costumes or the dancing? Oh, uh, if you go to a if you, if you go to a dance, you should probably do some dancing. And um, why wouldn't you go for the costumes? So yeah, both. You dance? Yeah. Me? I don't go to the costume ball. Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you said you went to the thing. No, I'm just saying this no, is no, like no. what people like, like. Somebody might that oh, might be their okay. agenda. You were giving us our, our your list. No. Okay. No. Um, Craig dances. Wow. So I, like, I go to I I it's work. I go for work. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. The last couple of years, it's been for work. Um. Well, that was why, like, you know, and Craig told me this in advance. So it was nice, you know, uh, I would definitely say if you haven't gone before, um, go with someone who has. If you can't do that, like, talk to someone, talk to people who've been and get them to um, kind of give you a general idea of what it's going to be like. Uh, I didn't plan any events uh, because I knew I would be running games as I was going as a GM. Uh, which I absolutely freaked out about before I left. I was so, so anxious about it. And I discovered, of course, once I got there, uh, that running a game there was just like running a game anywhere else. And for people I don't know, you know, it was not... Just a whole, was... a whole lot of distractions going on around you. You're not when you're yeah. at Gen Con. You're not at the quote unquote World Championship of role players. Exactly. There's plenty of people like, that just they play the game the same way you do. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it's cool. Like, and I mean, I understand that um, there is sort of an assumption that if you are a, a GM at Gen Con, that you at least uh, are not incompetent. Uh, which, which I do believe I delivered. I, I had a pretty good time. Um, I had a great time. My, uh, I got lots of really, really good feedback from players. Uh, so that was great. And I was, uh, you know, but I didn't, I didn't plan anything outside of the games because I honestly didn't know what kind of time I was going to have or how far away everything was from each other or you know what I mean? So I bought, there's like tickets you can get that are just, you can just drop in on things. So I picked up a couple of those and uh, then I just mostly kind of went wandering around uh, with the, uh, in my in-between times, which was nice. Um, Indianapolis is a really pretty city. I like the, um, <clears throat> I really like that the, the downtown kept so much of its historical buildings and it's very like pedestrian friendly around there so that that was nice in the sense that I could just like get out and see the city and uh wander around see what's going on and people and stuff uh so like that was good there are long ass lines <laughs> absolutely <laughs> fucking everything there <laughs> just constantly all the time for everything so yeah be prepared yeah don't go to that. a PAX event <laughs> PAX events are worse yeah. all lines all the time you'll spend 20 percent of your convention standing in line guaranteed yeah. it's yeah 
which was another reason I did not, uh, I was not interested in the critical role events and stuff, because uh, I just saw the lineups and the people just standing for hours in spots, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> I'm sure what I'm sure whatever's going on inside there is going to be very entertaining yep. and a lot of fun and a great story. Be great. But yep. I got stuff to do. <laughs> you 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 walk yeah. past a line to something and then an hour later you walk back past that line and it's all the same people standing in the same place. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, that was <laughs> um I did I did really like like there were some amazing costumes. Uh, you know, it's absolutely incredible for that, walking around, seeing people in outfits. That's so cool. And, uh, you know, the oh, the games, like, the games I ran just turned out so good. They were so funny, most of them. Like, and the players just did a bunch of stuff I didn't expect. And they were, I don't know if you guys want to hear me ramble about these games, but. <laughs> well, the, the, the neat thing about convention games, and I, I tried to prep you guys for it. This was for Shireen yeah. and two other people who I took. We were all Team Nerdburger. I sometimes refer to Team Nerdburger. This is one of them. Shireen is one of those mm-hmm. people because um, we all went and ran games. And that, you know, when when you go to a convention and you're going to run the game, you're you're asking the people who sign up for your game to spend four hours of their limited time at Gen Con. And when it's Gen Con, they're paying money not only to get into mm-hmm. Gen Con, but to take your event, to play your event. They're paying a couple bucks ticket per ticket for your game. So, yeah. you know, bring your A game. <laughs> like, be, yeah, know, be, be prepared sure. and really and run a good game. But then the players are the same, kind of the same way, too. Like, the, there's, a, there's like a mm-hmm. little bit of a different mentality where you go to a convention, especially something like Gen Con, and as players, you're like, I'm going to get the most out of this. Because this is Gen Con mm. and I've I've spent money and time and this is I'm only gonna do this once a year and it's not like yeah. it's it's a different feel than when you're hanging around with your friends, just like, oh, we're gonna play every week and it just, you know, it is what it is and it's me hanging out with my friends and we play the game and you know, so if I'm mm-hmm. if I'm kind of laid back and don't don't have much to say one week, it's like, well, there'll be another game next week. Um whereas with yeah, Gen Con like, whereas, with, with yeah, Gen Con you're just... kind of like I'm gonna I'm gonna milk this, you know, get everything I can out of it. So I I've found that yeah. to tend to be the case with convention games that the players usually bring their A game too. They do. And um, you know, and then I do things like specifically uh, you know, making sure that everybody gets a turn to use their power or do the thing that their character is designed for. <clears throat> you know, I always want everybody to get the chance to to have their moment to shine, you know. Uh, like, you know, if you're playing a thief, I want to make sure to give you an opportunity to steal something so that you can, you know, use the skills on your sheet or whatever. Um, and in part because uh, the games, like, the majority of the people who came, except for, like, one or two people had heard of capers you were like vaguely familiar with it but hadn't played uh but the majority of the people who ended up playing uh had never played and never heard of it didn't know had no idea what they were doing so they were just coming in completely blind my marketing plan Um, is working yeah (laughs) (laughs) one or two people were vaguely aware yeah (laughs) but that's how yeah that's how it is little little uh, bitty indie guy i get it 
but that's cool. People, you came yeah. in and you gave them a great experience, and and some of those people probably went and bought the game. Yeah, a number of them did. I know they did because they told me they did, um, or that they were going to, and uh, and so that was great. Um, and you know, they're they're really easy to learn. Like the systems are are not difficult. Another suggestion I would have for people going to Gen Con is that the you know while I was running those games, uh, they do sell out in advance. So the games uh, you you like before Gen Con, you sign up to be a part of a game. Uh, so all of my games had been sold out before I got there, but at the time I ended up uh, I ended up at one point almost having to give up on a game because I only had two players. Uh, but thankfully I got a couple of drop-ins. So if you're at Gen Con and you're near one of the rooms where games are going on even if it says that they're full go and ask yeah ask the organizer because Because there's always people who don't show up there's always people who don't show up there are always spaces available especially especially if it's the first slot of the day yeah yes um because people uh, often slip in because well a lot of people go and stay out late the night before and they don't make their first slot yeah so like that Mm -hmm. first slot on friday or saturday or sunday there's there's going to be cancellations. There's going to be people yeah, that show up. Yeah, so always cancel. Always check. So in. even yeah, always check. And you know the great thing about that, uh, especially if you're going to Gen Con without like, you know, if it's your first time, you don't have like a major schedule. Um, that can really let you, you know, because we were operating in the indie games developer network room, uh, and the whole point of which was to introduce people to new indie games. So, you know, this is like that situation, that room was the perfect opportunity for anybody wanting to get into something new, you know, or just wanting to learn about, try some other system, you know, because there were rooms, like there were whole halls devoted to just Pathfinder, to just D&D, you know, to just Warhammer, stuff like that. So. You know, it, which is fine. Obviously, people are, people love their whatever it is. Uh, they love their thing. Established games. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. But, like, you know, spend a few hours learning about a new thing. Just maybe you won't like it. Maybe you will. Who knows? Right? Worth a try. Which I think is what's, you know, fun about the Gen Con. And that was like what I was trying to give people in terms of, you know, as a, as a DM, I wanted them to like get to experience the game and really enjoy it and have a good time playing at that moment. So that even if in the end they go, well, you know, this isn't really my kind of game or this isn't really like a campaign I want to run, but this, I had a good time. And I, I got a little bit of feedback from some of the players and, and they, it seemed like that had gone that way. So what made, what did make me laugh though was that both the Capers games I ran. Again, Capers, obviously you be, you know, you can be the you can be a gangster, you can be uh, a cop, right? So when I introduced it, I would tell them, you know, you have these opportunities in the game if you want to, but I had chosen for the one shots that I'd run and the pre-gen characters that I've made up, that they were going to be gangsters because there were 
not a lot of games in general that allow you to be the bad guy. Right? So I was like, okay, you know, getting into this, like, just so you know, you're the bad guys. It's okay if you want to do bad guy things. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, well, you know, typically in the, you know, when you're playing D&D or whatever, you're usually the hero. Uh, you're usually supposed to be the good guy. And uh, you're not supposed to steal money from your boss. But, uh... Well, and I think yeah, with, I, with capers, if I remember correctly, there there are other bad guys. Yes. So in a sense, you get to be bad, the bad guy and, and the hero because yeah. you, you, you have competition. <laughs> every, villain, <laughs> every villain is the hero of their own story. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, most, most villains don't see themselves as villains, you know? So I, on my... What what I love and one of my favorite things uh, about about running it was I had made up these pre-gen characters um, where I gave them they had all the stats uh, and their powers and I loosely wrote in some really vague like one or two lines for personality types and I told people they those were just guidelines they didn't have to go by that. Uh, they could, they could if they wanted. To. And a lot of people seemed to like what I had come up with in terms of characters, uh, and they just sort of ran with them. So, like one of them was a mechanic who uh, had a bit of a big mouth and a drinking problem. And they, this this mechanic had the power of prehensile hair uh, and the dimensional pocket. Okay, so, hair moves hair moves around and can grab stuff. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Treat it like a limb. Yeah, so you basically have an extra arm <laughs> and a secret invisible pocket that you can o- only you can get things out of. That you can put a lot of stuff in. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bag of holding. So sure. I thought, like, <laughs> that's so handy for a mechanic. <laughs> All the tools and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, in the Capers book, when it describes the powers, um, it just describes them very, very loosely. So I had other, you know, another character that was a speedster, like the Flash. And so in the in the description, all it says is, "You move faster than a normal human." <laughs> so when I had, I had two different players use that same pregen, and so I asked them, you know, how does how does this power manifest? for you specifically, right? Because there's no, like, the book doesn't give you this, like, extremely strict definition of no, how that works. It doesn't, because that's too much work. Yeah, well, no, and it's better <laughs> that way, because... I, I agree as well, but I will always make the joke, too, that I don't want to write that much. I don't want to write that much. <laughs> I get bored. If I have to write a page and a half to describe a power, it's too complicated. Exactly. And I'm bored halfway through, which means yeah. the second half is going to suck. Yeah. And whoever's reading it is also going to be bored. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, what what I loved about it was that it allowed for this varied interpretation. So one character, one player said that his character would project an image of himself forward, and then snap to that image, and that was how he moved quickly through spaces. Wait. So the the player made that up? Yeah. That's cool. I was like, is that sanctioned? That's so fun. (laughs) Well, Mike. That sounds like teleporting. 
it, it, well, yeah, it was kind <laughs> of like that, but it was more like um, there's a Marvel character in, on Agents of Shield that kind of does that. Mm-hmm. They call her Yo-Yo. Yeah, she can she can move super fast, but she has to move to a spot and then right back to where she was. Ah, yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of like out and then snap back. But his was more like a you know place forward and snap too. So like, um, well, it's it's, really it's the uh, yeah. it's the Picard maneuver from Star Trek: The Next okay. Generation. The Picard maneuver oh, okay. is is the maneuver that John Luke Picard made the ship do with the Stargazer that he jumped the ship forward at warp. Mm-hmm. just a short distance. And so for a yeah. brief, and so the light that it, that, like it, you move faster than the speed of light. So the, 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 the enemy mm-hmm. ship is way over there. You move the, your ship toward them fast enough. And so for a brief moment, your ship is in two places at the same time, Ah, because the light from both oh. of them is, is still getting to the enemy ship. Yep. So it's like for a, for a yeah. moment, you Mike, you know, you're super fast. So for a moment, I see you over there as well. And then whoosh, then yeah. You're, then you're only in two places over there. at once. Yeah. There you go. Basically, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was really neat, and he used it. Yeah, they did the Picard maneuver. I wonder point. if that's where he got that. <laughs> I, I like... can't remember. He did say he was inspired by some movie, but I don't remember what it was. There might um, be a movie that doesn't. But uh, he actually used that move really brilliantly later in the game when uh, they went to a diner to confront the thief that they were hunting down, um, and the thief left the diner and was trying to get away and so as part of catching her and also an intimidation tactic he did this technique through the front plate glass window (laughs) wow so projected an image of himself outside and then snapped to it therefore smashing through the window um based on the strength of that move i'm going to have to sanction this use on in this description of uh how the speedster power works. I'm I'm all on board now. I needed I needed No, no I and, would have been well, fine with this cool either way. <laughs> the other the other player who played the speedster character, uh, I asked him how he envisioned that happening. The the speedster powers. And he said that he envisioned the character um, would begin vibrating at an incredible speed. And then when they started moving, there would be like ripples in the ground around them, you know? Sure. And, and so as they were moving, it was just this blur of just like intense vibration. And then they would leave like a sort of, you know, like in cartoons, where there's like an earthquake and there's like a sort of a rolling ground. Yeah. And like that was what happened behind the speedster. So it was the exact same power, but two completely different aesthetic interpretations of it. And I loved that so much. So I was really encouraging people uh, when they played to like describe their powers and really give me a, you know, and one of the characters playing the, the, the mechanic with the prehensile hair was having so much fun with it. And <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, was just treat would treat the uh, was treating the pocket like they would reach he would reach behind him and pull something out as if someone was handing it something. Right, and you, the the person in front of them couldn't see, but like yeah, where it came from, as yeah, if, as if there were someone behind them, or he's hiding a whole toolbox in his butt. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Chris Carter, he would like mime it by reaching over his shoulder, like he was reaching oh, into a backpack. Yeah, okay. Oh, sure, sure. Like like um, arrow slings for an arrow. Like, oh, here's a yeah. wrench. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you just reached into your imaginary pocket and pull out a wrench. And so, like that—that that was he, how he described his the invisible pocket. But then another player, I said, "How do you uh, envision, you know, this invisible pocket?" And she said she would put her hands out in front of her together, and then pull them apart and open a hole in space, Ooh. and then put things into it, which would just sort of vanish through this hole in space and then she could close her hands together and this hole would disappear like playing an accordion but yeah but with with a, a portal to another dimension yeah exactly my favorite version that i've used for for that power with with you know npcs in the game is when the person the guy you know like the guy in the suit coat reaches into his mm-hmm. quote-unquote shoulder holster you know uh-huh. underneath his armpit and pulls yeah. out a tommy gun <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like this outrageously large thing it's, you know, it's, it's very tiny. cartoonish <laughs> yeah back to the big pants again and now it's the, yeah. big, the big coat with the big sleeves that hold the giant gun yeah well you treat the jacket yeah. like it's a magician's jacket they yeah. can just keep pulling the you know keep pulling the uh keep pulling stuff up the, yeah. the 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 string of handkerchiefs out or they can pull the like the cane <laughs> that just appears out of their sleeve a whoop <laughs> the, you know the black cane with the white tips yeah yeah that's actually like Re- made it made like of cloth that has a spring in it Troca <laughs> well, has that power in in our um capers game yeah. uh you know but she wears skirts so often the majority of the time so she just acts as if her skirts have pockets which so is a really- wish of many many women Exactly. That they so, had pockets <laughs> in their yeah. skirts and So I have magic I have not only do I have that wish, I, I get to have that all the time. Yeah, no a, matter what a lack of pockets. Theory, she has a pocket. The um the judges are always very impressed on Project Runway when somebody puts pockets in a skirt or a dress. <laughs> That's big points. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, I'm not like I am not kidding you. If you go <laughs> to the newborns section in in a um in a store you will find usable pockets in in pants for toddlers and not in pants for adult women oh right yeah yep like what are these what are these toddlers what? carrying around yeah, that they need all these well, the pockets? toddler needs a place to put their keys and, and their, their wallet and their phone and their smokes <laughs> <laughs> and their no 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 their, it's their jewel their switchblade <laughs> <laughs> the, to- the toddlers are vaping now. Toddlers have got it rough these days. I, I every so often, I see, yeah, every so often I see on on my social media feed where somewhere where somebody, some woman, you know, some female friend of mine puts or uh, puts up, uh, you know, hey, look at this cool skirt I had, I got, and in all caps, and it has pockets. <laughs> <laughs> or um same same deal with um a couple of them who make some of their own clothes who enjoy yeah sewing and I they make, make their own clothes and it's like i made this skirt and like all my skirts that i make <laughs> like all skirts should like have. all skirts should have yeah yeah because, because i'm a grown-up and i have i need to put stuff somewhere. i got 
stuff away. Shit to carry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, women are supposed to always have this very, you know, slim silhouette. So we're not supposed to put things in our pockets because that might mess that up. Ah, horse crap. You got A-line, right. oh, A-line so, skirts and big floofy things, you know, with pleats and stuff. You got plenty of, yeah. plenty of, plenty of clothing that. that is appropriate for exactly. pockets. You know, maybe, maybe you don't need pockets in like, if you want the slinky black dress and that's the thing, yeah, you know, and like you want a, it to look yeah. like that, then, okay, now you've carried, yeah, a, like, now you carry a purse, but exactly. most of it, yeah. Just fine. Put pockets in dress. <laughs> yeah, but if a, it's an everyday wearing to the office yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it's like uh, it's, a, it's a leftover from that, you know, trying trying to be tight, tight and perfect and aerodynamic and <laughs> can't, can't have any bumps or lumps. It is. It is. It is. It's like they want women to be aer- like, are you trying to like, are you like, are they going to use us for some kind of scientific testing? Is that why like, they want us to be super slick and aerodynamic? Maybe they, they like. They, they expected, yeah. uh, you know, women to mutate into that speedster power. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> well, it's if only that. <laughs> it's clothing that was designed with the idea that it's it it's goes a... goes way back to when there started being fitted clothing when you weren't just wearing sacks. Sure. Um, and they would design clothing to be a particular silhouette that was considered to be pleasing to look at. They wanted a they wanted a look. They wanted a shape. And so you didn't put anything in there that was an option right. <laughs> that would f that yeah. silhouette up. And and now we have yeah. every, every silhouette you could possibly imagine or want. Yeah, and there's so, still and some of those ones that will, should have pockets and still don't. If there's crap right. in your pockets, yes. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, belabor that point for so. Um, Welcome to Pocket Burger, <laughs> people. Anybody out there who wears a skirt at any given time, we're on your side here at Nerd Burger. Pockets, everybody. <laughs> put, put pockets in. Shit. Yeah. Put um, pockets in twenty twenty. Do, do we? Um, <laughs> do we have a Kevin question? We do. Shereen, would you like to answer a Kevin question with us? And it's just a question from I a guy named Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. He so, sends okay. us questions. Yeah, we ha- it's he's a, every a, week a listener and a friend of the show and uh, recently a guest. Awesome. Yeah, we suckered him in to come on and, the uh, show a while back, and we've um, lately. Nice. Uh, very recently convinced him to begin submitting his questions by via audio. And he did this time. And he did this time. So hopefully you'll awesome. be able to hear this. We might end up having to repeat it. I'll, okay. I'll, I'm turning it up ahead of time. Let's see what happens. All right. Here, here is 121 question. 121 question. When someone is almost done with a project, why do they say, all I have to do is cross the T's and dot the I's? Wouldn't it be faster to cross the T's and dot the I's as you go? Also, what font are they using? Office does all that for me. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> Spoken by the generation that stopped writing with a pen. Yeah. <laughs> Office does all that for me. Well, I think that okay. The font thing aside, yeah, that's a computer joke. We don't nobody write, you know. I'm not nobody, but a lot of people don't ever write stuff, you know, with pens and pencils, other yeah. than just like little notes to themselves. Um, every do everything on the computer, but yeah, that actually like if you if you state at the end of the project, well, I just got to dot all the t's and cross the or dot all the t's, yeah, dot all the t's yeah, and cross, cross all the, the i's. Um, after the fact, what to then, my eyes? then, then yeah. <laughs> that implies to me that you weren't paying attention to what you were doing during the production of whatever the project was. It is. 
Got to go back a and check bit. it now? Really? A little bit. I don't know. But I think it's also... I, I feel like it's an expression... I've always interpreted that expression as saying that I'm just double-checking yeah. for quality. You know, ensuring that yeah. it's all cute. of my eyes have dots on them and all of my T's have been crossed properly in a legible way. Okay, um, well then here's the question. Why are you only doing half of the job? Because you also have to dot your J's and cross your X's. Oh, yeah. That's if you're true. Writing if you're writing cursive, X requires <laughs> putting a cross through. It does. It does. Because you just do the little squiggle, and then you put the, the other line. Oh, yeah. It's true. So, I yeah. Mean, whoever's yeah, Anybody I, who's just dotting their I mean, I's and crossing their not. T's is half-assing it. And this goes back That's to true. another Kevin question about half-assing versus full-assing. Full-assing, sure. <laughs> yeah. Or whole-assing well, versus full-assing. I, I think it's I think it's a reference to uh, sitting, right? Or are you are you committed to sitting in this chair, or are you only putting half your ass in the chair? <laughs> that's oh, a, that's good. That's no, good yeah, that. yeah, yeah. You're not truly committed to sitting in the chair unless you put your whole ass in it. Yeah, that's a, that's chalk that up. But that's a good take on that's that. another like one that. for for full or whole ass. <laughs> <laughs> put another mark in the, 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 the whole debate, ass you know, column. The there's there's perching on the very edge of the chair. Right. If you only do or part of it, there's oh, that's like, like front, front. getting yourself all the way, getting into a nice groove. You know? Yeah, putting your big butt mark on the chair. Yeah. Like getting just just the front the front half of your ass on it as opposed to uh Yeah. yeah. Congratulations, Kevin. We're getting uh, another or take. the back uh, half of your ass on the front of the chair. Sorry, I had that backwards. <laughs> We're getting you think extra. of half ass, you're talking you, you you want you, you tend to think of, you know, one cheek or the hard. other. I like that perching on the front of the chair. Front part of your ass in the front, on the back part. Yeah, no, I, I I misspoke on that. Well, it depends if you're gonna if you're gonna do the if you're gonna do the. <laughs> oh, you can do the Riker sit. Yeah, you can do the turn the chair around, <laughs> turn the chair around, and and sit down like you know the cool way to That's sit down. True. Put yeah. your put your arms up and cross them on the top of the the back of the chair. <laughs> the then you can only have the front. There of you your go. Ass. That's right. That's how you would get the front half of your ass on the chair only. <laughs> Riker sitting. Awesome. I love it. Oh, if I were more flexible, I would sit that way all the time. I know. It's great. No, uh, okay, I so... always got in trouble for some bizarre reason in school for not sitting properly. Were you half-assing and... it? No. Well, sometimes. it It is in part, uh, apparently it is an ADHD thing um, that that people with that don't tend to, you know, move and fidget a lot, surprisingly. So you're uh, never fully on the chair. <laughs> <laughs> you're always kind of part. I'm not. I'm not really committed to the chair. Yeah. Sometimes I would sit on the floor uh, at school, like we were reading. I would. I would want to sit on the floor so I could stretch out and read. You know, stretch my legs out. And stuff. And I always, 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 you know, or I sit on my legs. Tuck my legs under me. I was just um, sitting like that like oh five God. minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. I do that all the time. I do not sit properly. And uh, there, there is a joke in the gay community about how gay people can't use chairs, which is really funny. But uh, Oh, we're not going to hear it? Gotten, I, always gotten, <laughs> I always got in trouble in school for it. And I was so... It was such a dumb thing to... to harass a kid about you know who cares how you're sitting 
the the important part is that you're in school and learning. Yeah, sit up straight, eyes forward, hands on the you know hands on yeah. on, on the top of your desk. No, Keep, breathe through That's your nose. Honest, don't make any noise. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't make any noise. Like, don't yeah, don't talk honestly, unless called on. Raise your hand if you want to ask a question. Yeah, and for a kid with ADHD, that is a fucking <laughs> nightmare, right? Sure. You want you want me to sit perfectly still? First of all, no. <laughs> um, well, right away, I'm going to have to tell you no. <laughs> Not going to be secondly, able to cooperate on that point. Yeah. And, like, if you want me to pay attention, right, forcing me to sit still, eyes forward, <laughs> right. standing up straight, is, it's like, you're just asking me to daydream. Oh, sure. Yeah. At that yeah. point. Because I am not, if you put me in that pose and I have to, I'm so concentrated on staying in that pose that my brain will just wander. Yeah. Okay. So you you want me to concentrate on doing all these things that hold my body physically in one position for however long you want me to. And then yeah. now I have no concentration left for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the things that you were saying and writing on the blackboard. Yeah. So when I went to college, I told my instructor, like, look, you'll see me doodling and and messing around and stuff class, but I'm listening. That's I when I'm listening, keep, yeah. Yeah, I need to keep my hands busy to in order to listen. So, you know, and at first a few of them would, you know, they're not used to that. No, all people learn exactly the same way. You are wrong. I did have an instructor who <laughs> yeah. was like that and she pissed me so fucking much i'm like i'm a goddamn adult i'm you know i'm here by choice uh i'm paying to be here and yep. you know it's not your decision yeah how's she doing on rate my professor uh, god i wish I we filed, had that when i, was I filed some complaints about her. <laughs> um yeah but i i i've always 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 hated that you know because yeah, I need to keep my hands busy to you know it's like a trick. It's like the way to trick my brain into listening is to do something with my hands. You know, so if I'm just doodling or like a lot of times even when I'm streaming and I'm gaming online, uh I bring up um like a puzzle game, uh Mahjong or Solitaire or something really, really easy. So I can occupy my hands by you know doing this extremely simple puzzle game while the rest of me is paying attention it's yeah it's like i have to trick myself into paying attention but i do and you know yeah that's i really appreciate that and that's definitely something i appreciated about running games at gen con too was how focused people were you know because that is a problem in 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 the home game we have here sometimes People getting a little distracted, shall we say? So, Kevin, to answer your question, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the dot, the eyes, and cross the t's, like at the yes. end of everything, is kind of a weird way to put it. Yeah, we agree. Yeah, we it is. A, it is an odd expression. I think so, and I think you're right. It does make people think about, well, why didn't you do that in the first place? But it's one why of those ones that's going to hang around even without, you know, like when, when we get mm -hmm. to the air, the age when nobody crosses T's and dots eyes because everything is electronic, it's going to be an expression that we keep just like we keep, you yep. know, hang up the phone. 
Yeah. I never put my yeah. cell phone in a cradle and hang no. it up. You know, it's just, it'll, it'll yeah. just stick with us. You know, it blows my mind that there are kids who've never, literally never seen a floppy disk and who don't know that the save symbol. What, what that is, yeah. Why does it look is. like that? Yeah. Well, see, vinyl records come back. Maybe yeah. maybe someday five and a quarter inch floppy disks <laughs> come they back so as a retro thing. You can get your your teeny tiny, really simple, barely fits on the disc game <laughs> on a five and a quarter inch floppy. That yeah, back in the day like, when it, when it was when the whole thing was in fact floppy because the three and a half yeah. inch. That came the later. The hard yeah, disk the inside is, is yeah, still floppy, but the case is. I was just thinking, if it came back, it would be a three and a half inch because it would have to be something solid, unless yeah. we we get the we get into these flexible screen things, which are clearly not ready for prime time yet. Galaxy Fold. When are we gonna? When are when are they gonna oh. bring back wax cylinders? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I can listen to my old timey music on my phonograph, my wax cylinder. I know. Oh. I worked in a museum that had one of those. <laughs> Um, it was pretty cool. Well, actually, wax cylinders and records are surprisingly um, stable uh, over time if you uh, know what you're doing, you know how to take care of them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Store your vinyl records uh, vertically, people. Don't stack them <laughs> horizontally. <laughs> All that's right. True. Oh, I, I don't get to answer the question. Oh, answer the question, Mike. What do you uh, got? Kevin, 121 question was supposed to be your your opportunity to close the book on asking uh, Back to the Future questions, a la what the hell is a gigawatt or why didn't they figure out how to pronounce how to pronounce pronounce it giga and not jiga. Um, so now you're just going to have to keep asking and complaining about Back to the Future, I guess. No, no, no more Back to the Future questions. I mean, I'm sorry, he, he... Back to the Future, and I, but I. <laughs> I, I mean, everybody loves that movie because it's great, and there. But there are huge plot holes, obviously. In a time travel movie? No. <laughs> Gosh, no. I. It, you know what though? It's impossible to. I. It's impossible to write a movie without any plot holes. Honestly, I think it's impossible to write a, a movie that has, you know, that answers absolutely every question and and wraps absolutely everything up perfectly neatly with no nitpicking whatsoever like i don't think there's a single movie or a single piece of media that you could find anywhere that may be that true. exists so and uh and speaking of wrapping up <laughs> i guess mike's mad at kevin so <laughs> we'll uh and, but uh but uh uh, 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 Shane and I just, just remarked that yeah, it is kind of a ridiculous thing. But yeah, I think we, I think that's uh, that's that's a show, right? Where mm-hmm. is that a show? Yes, I believe Alrighty. that that should just about do it. Shereen, thank sure. you. Yes, well, thank, thank you for having me. I will come back anytime. Can uh, do you want to tell the listeners where they can find you? You can find me on Twitter at madfishmonger, all one word. Uh, you can find all of my sites at link tree dot or slash mad fishmonger and uh yeah you can find out all the things i do and if you pick up the capers expansions you will get to see the things that i wrote all all three of them well two now two now one to come third one third one coming on its way yes yeah and 
Uh, there's a few NPCs I had a really, really good time writing uh, in there. So I loved them and I want other people to love them as much as I do. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I just, I come up with characters all the time. So, um, yeah, and I do some streaming. I'm in a few games uh, on streams throughout the week. And I'm on the RPG Lab, um, like, obviously on Tuesdays with Craig. Uh, so you should come and watch the papers because it's great. And I'm on the RPG Lab. And I am also on the Rulanders podcast and the Brave and the Kobold which is a Saturday morning cartoon-style game involving <laughs> kobolds and some really, really, really great art. It's a, it's such a funny game. We're such idiots. Right? <laughs> Sounds like you're yeah. describing this podcast, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> funny idiots. No, you guys are funny. We're idiots, too. <laughs> Not the same kind of idiots. Yeah. <laughs> we're, uh, we're a bunch of uh, never-left-the-den-before completely completely ignorant of the entire outside world so we're just blundering along and it's hilarious yeah it's a, it's a good time Alrighty. Um, yeah i am just a big gaming nerd well thank- i'm always happy to nerd it up and talk about nerd things <laughs> well thank you for nerding it up with us today yeah thank you for having me uh mike where can they find us they can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook email us, nerdburgershow at gmail.com. And you can go to Kickstarter right now Woo! and back Capers Covert. I sure hope it's doing well. Um, so <laughs> don't go to drivethroughrpg.com to buy anything. Go to the Kickstarter because you can get everything there. Um, and then there's nerdburgergames.com. On the next episode of Nerdburger, Mike flees the studio wearing giant pants. And Craig chases him down, gun-drawn in a police uniform. It all ends in a showdown in an intersection right outside of Shireen's window. That's the weirdest cosplay I've ever imagined myself participating in. In which I've imagined myself participating? I hate hate ending sentences on prepositions, but darn it, that's the way we talk. Language evolves. It is. Prepositions at the end of sentences are just fine. Just fine. Do whatever you want. Whatever makes you happy.